I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now then, I'm so thrilled to be joined live in studio to celebrate another festival, not the festival of uh, the holiday season, to celebrate Indie Cork Film Festival. And I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Mick Hannigan and Una Feely to talk about the 2023 festival. And for one hiccup or another, sure, I didn't get to see ye with a couple of years. So it's been like a great reunion in studio already. The two of you are so welcome in this morning, guys. Thanks a million. Thanks, Emily. Good to be back. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? And indeed, also celebrating the reopening of what we would have called the Gate Cinema, the Arc Cinema now, as it's going to be called in Cork, because that is the central uh, festival venue for this festival. And you're kicking off on the 15th. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we're delighted. I mean, it's a special festival anyway, because it's the 11th festival but we're kind of a year plus two months so we've had a a longer time to put together the festival but heading back into the new cinema is really special Um, the gate stroke the arc um, is reopening the day that we start in there so that's that's really something else Um, and I suppose it's that excitement and putting out a programme as well combined really and working with the arc because they're very much partners in the festival yeah, I mean, I have loved going in to the venue for the festival in years past, you know, and uh, it's it's wonderful, actually, that you're working so closely that you decided that this would be an amazing launch event as well for the reopening of the cinema. A huge, huge kind of gap there when it was closed. So this is brilliant. And it's it's um, a significant upgrade, I understand. Um, I, I know that they've, they've recliner seats and, you know, I think we're talking a, a level of luxury now and... Um, new screens etc so excited for us as putting on films um just to see what the whole experience is, is going going to be like um and being the first in there um so i think our for our guests as well they'll be thrilled to be in a you know, basically what's a, a brand new cinema and i confess that over covid when you know people couldn't go to the cinema and audiences dropped off i had concerns about the viability of cinema. So it's it's very welcome to see an investment in in, in cinema. So it's it's worked out very nicely for us. We're the first ones in there. So um, the very opening day, we're we're kicking off as well. And you're kicking off a fantastic festival. And because Indie Cork, since its inception, has been an absolute diamond of a festival for celebrating Irish film, particularly for celebrating short films, which have been a lifelong passion for you, Mick. I, I, I know that. So it must be so gratifying when you see not only this investment in uh, film infrastructure, but also our cinema infrastructure, how strong and how thriving film and short film is, not just in Cork, but nationwide. 
Well, it's extraordinary. And just to be slightly pedantic, especially in Cork. Really, yeah? It, it, I, I, I was astonished. We had 58 short films entered from Cork, which is a phenomenal number. Um, so anyway, um, as you mentioned, uh, for Unanay, the short film holds a very special place. It's where we see new talent, new voices, um, new ways of telling stories, etc. Et uh, so we get literally thousands of entries now from across the world and hundreds and hundreds from, from Ireland. And as I said, 58 from Cork, that's an extraordinary number. So uh, regrettably, we don't have the space to fit them all in. Um, you know, th- there are some really good films that we haven't had the, the programming room to slot in. Um, we have so many films to consider. Um, but two of the most um, well-attended and most exciting programs in Indie Cork every year are the Made in Cork mm. shows. So you got the filmmakers turn up, but also their cast and crew and their mums and dads and their, their friends. So it's always a very... Um, supportive atmosphere and people enjoy it a lot and whether they be documentaries or dramas or comedies you know there's a, a fabulous variety um so we're very proud of the the, the short film programs um i tend to um select all of the irish ones and una and her team um select the international ones You've quite a big viewing team, don't you? Yeah, we do. I mean, it's it's a huge task because we get um, nearly three thousand international short films, <laughs> and we bring it down to forty. <laughs> oh my goodness! Which is ridiculous. How do you you know? How do you deduce forty films from that amount? Um, so it's the big logistical task is just viewing them, just getting through them. Um, I always feel so sorry for the filmmakers who don't get in. Because sometimes they don't realise the statistics and you just have to say, look, it's a really good film. It's just, it's for another festival and we just don't have space for it. Um, But that means that the 40 films that we have in the World Shorts competition, we're really, really proud of them. Um, They're all really great films for for varying reasons. Um, And there is great diversity in there as well. Some really important films like we have... um, a Palestinian short film this year. It's the world premiere of a beautiful film. Um, long before where we are now with that issue, of course, um, it's a, a fantastic anti-war statement, really. Um, and that's very special to be hosting that world premiere. But films from all over the world, absolutely all over the world. Incredible uh, to have that kind of interest and level, you know, and also the esteem that the festival is held in for a festival that is, in relative terms, so young, you know, it's fantastic. But I suppose one of the things that I found intriguing, because that would be to give the wrong idea so far that this is a film festival which simply is about shorts, it's celebrating, you know, feature-length films, all types of independent film. And I suppose with the actor strike and the SAG uh, writer strike and everything like that, when so many um, of the big studio movies were kind of curtailed in what publicity and that sort of thing they could do. Suddenly there was a spotlight being shone, wasn't there, on independent film because quite a lot of those being smaller and independent were kind of given clemency or given uh, certain conditions under which they could travel and talk. So it was the only thing that actors who had given their time to independent film they were the only films that they could talk about and suddenly it was fantastic. For about two months mm-hmm. there was just independent film being talked about around the world uh, which was really exciting I think. It gave a, a great platform to filmmakers who, you know, have been uh, undiscovered I suppose by a large majority of people who may not necessarily encounter indie films on a, a, any kind of a regular basis. So that was great. 
Yeah, that's it. And I suppose our opening night film would be one of those films. It's called The Trouble with Jessica. And it's got very well-known character actors from Britain. Um, and it's a delightful kind of a black comedy. Um, it's it's a very good opening film because people will will understand the, the premise of the film and this dinner party where things go horribly wrong. Um, the director is coming over from the UK for it. Um, we had hopes that maybe one or two of the actors might come yet. We're not sure. Um, but it's just a very um, kind of delicious bit of independent cinema that otherwise, as you say, may not have actually got that much spotlight on it. But now it has been released in February. So we're delighted to have that as the opening film. That's absolutely brilliant. And actually, speaking of directors coming over, you know, this is a really impressive program, isn't it, for the number of directors who are travelling to Cork? You know, I mean, yes, you'd expect so many of the short filmmakers who are taking part in the Made in Cork section to, of course, be here celebrating their own work on their home ground and home turf. But you have an enormous number of directors flying in to Cork for the festival. You know, we were surprised by that, really, because we thought it's a week before Christmas. Nobody's going to come. Who would want to <laughs> leave their family a week before Christmas? But we have we've people flying in from the US and the UK and Switzerland Canada. and Canada, Canada yeah. exactly. Um, and they just seem to be really excited about the idea of coming to a an indie film festival in Ireland a week before Christmas. So it's fantastic to have one, them coming. One, one filmmaker I was in correspondence with recently, he said... Um, I've, I've done some genetic tests and I discover I'm 60% Irish. So that, that may explain my affinity for all things Irish. So anyway, um, the people do like coming to Ireland. And I think festivals fulfill a very important space for filmmakers because it's where they get to meet the audience. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where they get to see how their film is actually working um, in front of a, a live audience and um, for a festival audience then the opportunity to, to ask questions of the filmmaker or to say hello to them in the foyer and that sort of thing um, it, it lends to a very very special atmosphere and also the networking and sort of industry level events because you, you're yeah. hosting those too they wouldn't necessarily be of interest to the general cinema going audience but particularly for those in the indie sector um, who maybe just starting out this could be their first film they've ever had accepted yeah. into a festival mm-hmm. and you'll have people coming to those events and those um, chairs and talks mm-hmm. and panel discussions as well who have not yet been selected for a festival and are dying to kind of you know learn and share skills thoughts you know, everything like that those aspects of a festival like this are really important. Absolutely. And um, on our juries, we have some like really um, fantastic festival programmers who are coming to Cork and they're going to be watching the films. So that's really important for the Cork filmmakers and the Irish filmmakers as well, is that they're going to be seen by Venice Film Festival, who will be here, and Flatpak from Birmingham, who are, are an Oscar qualifying festival. Um, and that's that's a big part of the festival too. In, on a number of occasions, we've had young filmmakers, first-timers, um, as they leave leave Cork, shaking their hands and say, no, I feel like a filmmaker. Yeah. Because it, it's validating. You know, we introduce so them for the screening. When when they register, they get their, their laminate, they get their tote bag, and, you know, they're treated like, and, and we would treat any guest filmmaker. So um, I think it's a, it's a good, Cork may be sort of, the baby slopes or whatever the phrase is um, for for filmmakers but it's a good good launch pad, pad for them and I think it validates filmmakers um, in their self-conception of themselves yes actually I am a I am a filmmaker and you also kind of think you know that 
technology has put the ability to make films into the hands of children, you know, and you have the schools program like Feet, you have the First Cut Youth Festival, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, Mary runs, and all of that as well is a, a brilliant training ground for you. So I imagine you were seeing the standard, you know, incrementally increasing uh, all of the time because people now are making, you know, 20-year-old yeah. filmmakers are probably 10 years behind the camera uh, <laughs> directing and cutting films together, which is bananas. And like, here you are, like your whole, uh, I suppose, passion and the specialised area that you're focused on, Mick, in the festival are the Irish shorts. And it's a ridiculously huge programme. Days after days after days of them. Well, it's very gratifying for us, as I say. It's where we see new voices, um, new, new talents. And the, the payback for us, I suppose, is we, we see th these people at an early stage in their careers and then you follow their careers. Ah, OK, so they've got a Screen Ireland funding now for for their next film or they've moved on to make feature films so um it is it is gratifying personally to to see people at an early stage but also you you mentioned new technologies making is easier for people to get into filmmaking and reducing the barriers to entry it's not just young people what I find interesting as well that older people who may have worked in theater or in or in photography Picking up a camera and thinking, right, I, you know, I, I can, I can make make a film. That's class. So isn't it? Mm -hmm. That is just class. There's some very exciting work 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 out there, and uh, you know the 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 range of creativity that's there. Um, so we're in a very privileged position that we get to see all of this in advance of the festival um, on our laptops, and then we say, yeah, this this is worthy of being screened in, in the arc. And I suppose the thing is, we might remind people that all of these films, you know, are also in competition. That there is, there's quite a serious um, level of respect and uh, competition for the prizes in these various sections. And one of the sections I was really delighted to see, um, I can see Emma Bull there, uh, the one of the, and Mary Crilly, uh, doing the, the jury for Best Emerging Irish Female Director, which is really mm -hmm. significant and a wonderful thing to uh, cherish and platform through it. We have hardly talked about any of the other uh, gala features and maybe we might have time for uh, picking out one or two others how about that I'll throw that yeah, to you Una yeah absolutely um, so we've got we came across these films that were sent into us and we were trying to think what's the unifying thing about these films because festivals tend to pack as many as they can in but basically I just thought look where these films are from so we've got a film from Kazakhstan called Mountain Onion, which is absolutely wonderful. I read about it's, that. It's, it's really, it, like, it will absolutely upend anybody's yeah. ideas about what who what Kazakhstan could be about. Um, it's hilarious, and it's on on a Tuesday morning at eleven o'clock. So, like, drop your shopping and just go in for an hour and a half, and you will be totally entertained. Uh, we've a more serious film from Syria called Joseph's Journey. Lovely film again. Um, our closing film is Perfect Days from Vim Vendors, who people will have heard of, Paris, Texas, etc. And that's actually Japan's entry for the Oscars this year. And it's a, a beautiful, gentle film um, about, basically about Japanese culture, really. Um, but people will really, really enjoy that one. Our Thursday night film, Everyone Wants to Be Loved, um, is, is a film from Germany about a young psychotherapist whose own life is not so perfect. Um, totally enjoyable as well. And along the way, then we have some very like serious heavy hitters, I always call them. So um, the Settlers from Chile, it, it won the Critics Award in Cannes this year. 
a serious film about colonisation and uh, the aftermath of immigration, really. And but it's it's a wonderful film. And uh, from Trish McAdam, "Songs of Blood and Destiny," which is based on a poem by Marina Carr, and stars our own Eileen Walsh. Uh, an extraordinary film, very very different. The still for that is striking. Exactly. My God, the visuals in it are incredible. No, listen. If Eileen Walsh was going to read the phone book, <laughs> I'd be buying tickets, you know, yeah. so fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. That goes without saying. Uh, just to remind people, we're talking about the Indie Cork Film Festival, which is the opening event and kicks off the uh, reopening of the Arc Cinema at the Gate on the 15th of December. And the festival is going to run until the 22nd. Uh, you also have kind of a festival hub, of course, with a kind of, you know, club events going on in the evenings. That's right. So, um, Music is a, is a, an important part of the festival and it's always like we focused on what Cork is good at and Cork has an incredible reputation for sound artists. Um, so uh, Tony Longwa, the music programmer, has put together a day of events in the pavilion and um, basically it's nine sound artists, stroke musicians, playing live music to nine short films from silent cinema to more contemporary experimental and that's just going to be uh, like a, a marathon event on in the pavilion on um, Sunday the 17th and of course the PAV is um, a beautiful old 1922 cinema itself so there's there's nice resonances there. I was so totally taken when I saw that. That's going to be that's going to be great and uh, yeah. I can see Ronan Leonard is going to be doing some, some cine cool and all that sort of stuff as well which is fantastic. Uh, Hopefully next week, I'm hoping Orla Egan might call into studio to Great. talk to us as well, because that's one of the documentaries that there's a huge interest in in Cork, isn't there, Mick? Very excited about that. Um, very important piece of, of local and cultural history. Um, documentary on, on loafers, um, established by Daryl Carity. Um, and Orla's done... done Fabulous work in unearthing um, archival material around the f- and in interviewing locals <laughs> or, 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 or habitués of, of loafers, which is a, a wonderful bar in, in Douglas Street. It was the first, as far as I know, it was the first bar in Ireland which was publicly and openly um, welcoming of, of gay and lesbian people. And so it's a very important part of, of social history. And we're really privileged to have the world premiere of that. And once the word got out, we're getting so many emails now from people saying, when can I get tickets? Yeah. You know, because uh, pe- people want to see it because they, they may have had the, the odd pint and loafers themselves. 100%. So let's tell people how then they can get their tickets for not just all the shorts, not just all the galas and the documentaries and... Th- to Festival Club and the Silent Cinema event and 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 Una, what will they do? So we expect tickets to be on sale on Tuesday, fifth of December, and everything will be on sale on cork.arcinema.ie. Um but if people have any queries, they're welcome to contact the festival. Or, or ring the arc, but they can definitely contact us. Um, so it will, at latest Wednesday, everything will be on sale, but we're hoping Tuesday. Okay. And people can also see the program now and peruse everything for themselves if they'd like to do. Maybe organize a little bit of Christmas shopping, maybe around seeing, you know, sit into the cinema for an hour and watch a whole series of shorts made in Cork or some films made, you know, from all around Ireland. Um, so indiecork.com is the website for the festival itself and all of the other ticket booking links will know 
doubt be on that as well once they're all up and live. Mick Hannigan and Una Feely, what a pleasure to be talking about independent cinema and a thriving scene in Cork and an exciting festival uh, to launch a new cinema as well, The Gate at the Ark, uh, which is wonderful. Thank you so much to the two of you for coming in. Thank you, Elmarie. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.